welcome to episode 14 of IBE. I'm Isabel, your host for today's podcast. Today, I have with me uh, Grace Nui, who is here to share about her extended essay. And the extended essay she did is World Studies, mm-hmm. which is pretty unique uh, for someone doing the IB. So I'm here to get her insights on why she chose World Studies for extended essay and her advice for anyone wanting to take this pretty different route in so before I continue, do follow us on Instagram at the IB Experience, and you can feel free to DM us or email us at myibexperience at gmail.com to just ask questions about the IB. That's myibexperience at gmail.com. Nui, introduce yourself. Oh yes, so I'm Grace Nui, and um, obviously people better know me as Nui, <laughs> a bit irrelevant, but... Yeah, so my subject combi was um, bio, HL bio, chem, and um, business management, and SL math, CLB, and language. Yeah, and how I knew Isabel. <laughs> we were in the same class. Well, in sec two. Yeah, no, it's sec one. It was sec one. We were in the same class all four years. No, you were in one G. Oh, you were in one S? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's a really long story, but we were classmates for a bit, and we were not classmates for another bit, but we are still friends. What spurred me to choose World Studies as an EE? Well, I knew I didn't want to sit in a lab and do experiments for bio and chem. And at that time, um, I was actually uh, taking HL Econs. Oh, yes, you did a yeah, swap. Yeah, I did a swap. So I was actually um HLBCE before I moved to BCBM um pretty late actually I think in June so like form five five to four months in um the school year the first year of IB I decided to make the switch because I wasn't feeling econs sorry HSP kid like I really just didn't vibe with econs at all and yeah so. Um, most HL Econs students would take an Econs EE. Obviously, there wasn't an option for me because I, I knew I was going to, like, drop it. And um, applying for business management EE wasn't a great idea then, too, because I barely embarked on that subject yet. Yeah, you had just started. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what did my really unique brain decide to do? to find my own EE. So initially, I did consider like doing a psychology or an anthropology EE or like a psychology E. Did I say psychology? Yes, you did. Philosophy? Yeah, philosophy then. Um, yeah, like one of these more um, humanities, social sciences, kind of like artsy subjects, which my interest was in, honestly. Um, but obviously, uh, these subjects weren't offered in ACS. Neither was it um very familiar to Singaporean students. So, um, with more research on how to do an unorthodox EE, I found this option called World Studies on the IBO website, and it's actually a very new EE. Um. Only set up in 2005, I think. And um, basically, the main idea is that it wouldn't be based around 
a certain subject, well, because it's kind of based on two subjects, but that's for later. And um, the the main purpose of having this World Studies E was to get um students excited about current affairs. Yeah, so um, according to the IBO website, this concept of a World Studies EE encompasses three distinct strands, global sensitivity, global understanding, and global self. So the, the aim of World Studies EE is just to really um, promote the whole IB profile uh, in an EE, in a sense, to like the students and help them um, discover more about their world on a personal like venture that they want to do as an EE. And you, what drew you to the world studies option was firstly, you didn't really want to do an EE based on your HLs. Mm-hmm. And also you liked, I guess, in a sense, the flexibility that the world studies EE offered. Is that right? That it catered to your interests more. Yeah, in that sense that it catered to my interests more. And um, the range of possible topics I could cover really excited me. Mm. Yeah. Did it like scare you in the initial part that like I'm doing something risky here because you are the only one in our cohort and in fact I think only one other person in our senior year took the World Studies EE. Like it's like almost unheard of. Oh um yeah definitely I could totally be throwing away my grade but like <laughs> um I would totally take that risk because it's something that I was passionate in mm. and I felt that um passion takes you places and well to a certain extent of course you need grounding and that's where like I'm honestly very thankful to my e-supervisor yes um I had a really good um e-mentor to guide me through and I think that's the most important thing when you um even think of or want to embark on a world studies e to get someone that you know can support you in um whatever two studies that you want to um, the two subject strands that yeah the two subjects the that you want to straddle in your your extended essay um, so the two subjects part so this is going to the um, actual requirements of extended um, world studies EE okay let's, let's backtrack a bit so um, okay so I guess we can break down the assessment and how Oh, like what it entails and stuff like that. So Nui, you want to take us through the different components of the World Studies EE? Yeah, so um, I think the more unique parts, more unique requirements of World Studies EE is that um, uh, the essential feature according to the IBO website is that the chosen topic um, must address both an issue of global significance and invite an interdisciplinary approach. So what this means in layman terms is that um, it must be a current affair that has a pressing issue um, or like point of concern that we can um, analyze, discuss, and talk about. And it must um, straddle um, two subjects specifically um, from the IB list of subjects. official subjects. Yeah. yeah. And I think another um, requirement that some people might overlook is that it must fit in one of the global themes that IB has set out to be. So there's a total of six. So one is conflict, peace, and security. Two, 
is culture, identity, and language. Three is environmental and or economic sustainability. Four is equality and inequality. Five is health and development. Six is science, technology, and society. So, so you have to make that very clear in your EE. Mm, you must actually put it in um, your title page, which um, World Studies theme you are answering to and which two subjects you have um, decided to use. And uh, I think for me personally, um, while my research question was, to what extent do the forces of socialization affect Hong Kong's views on and attitudes towards the morality of political dissent? So essentially, um, my current affair was the Hong Kong protests. And your two subjects. Oh yes, my two subjects was, of course, um, one, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, um, we can delve into the morality of this issue. And two, social and cultural anthropology, which, we, which will allow us to gain insight um, to the forces of so- socialization for this specific group of um, protesters. So I'm just curious, in like other IB schools, these two subjects could be could be taken as a HRSL. Definitely. IB subjects. Um if I'm not wrong, I'm not sure if this has changed, but philosophy can only be taken at a HL level, I think. Um I'm not sure if I confused it with political uh studies, but you should always check the IBO website for the mm. latest updates. And so these subjects, right? They must be a, they must be studyable at a HL level, or I can do like a SL thing. I can take two SL subjects. Not exactly sure, but I'm, I'm quite certain you can do it on subjects that you can take only at SL level, like Chinese B or something like that. So the two subjects that you pick for the EE, they can be from HL. They can or be both S- HL or SL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As so long as they're, they're indicated on IB's yeah. required subject list. Yeah. But obviously, it's always advised for you to do um, subjects that you take at HL. But clearly, I didn't really want to do anything on... It's it's how you weigh it. So do you want to take something that you're quite familiar with the subject matter, which is usually in HL? Mm. I mean, for example, uh, people who have heard previous episodes know that I took a literature EE, and literature is my passion. But I mean, for Grace, it could mm. be different because her HLs weren't really her passion. They were just a kind of safe... Uh, hey, that's not exactly okay thing true, to do. okay? <laughs> I just didn't want to sit in a lab. Yeah, you didn't want to sit in a lab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> science EEs, as you may have also heard from previous people on the podcast, are a huge pain if you have to do a lot of lab work. But anyway, moving yeah. on. So you embarked on your EE, you got your mentor, you got your RQ. Was crafting the RQ hard? Mm. It took time, maybe because of the nature of the subjects that I chose, because um being very um primarily humanities based or like social sciences arts kind of subject, because um it would be very different if like let's say I chose something like uh econs and biology because well then we could analyze like how this policies this medical policies or like this health advancement in bio would help the economy or something and that would be a more I would say straightforward way to um, come up with your RQ because mm-hmm. simply because it's more scientific yeah. but dealing with um, this more 
philosophy and intro-based um, kind of RQ. It took time to get the RQ to be the exact um, nuance and uh, scope that I wanted it to be. And it took a lot of time and um, advice from my mentor to know um, exactly what I wanted to include and exactly what I didn't want to include. Yeah. I think that goes for humanities EEs to mm. shape the RQ. And did you find yourself changing your RQ quite a bit? Actually, yes. Initially, I wanted to do something on um, gamification. For those that are not familiar with that, <laughs> it's um, the idea that you can make something fun or engaging or um, that you feel like you're being rewarded for an action. So uh, it's usually used in things like... Um, encouraging people to reach a higher level of understanding in their studies or reach a higher level in games and stuff. So literally, you make um, learning fun. So it's literally a game, gamification coming from the root word game. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, but we couldn't see, um, like, as I discussed with my mentor, um, we couldn't see it coming um, into play with any current affair situation or mm-hmm. any, like, real world example problem kind of thing so I decided to um, stray away from that and go into um, looking primarily more at what is going on in the world first and then deciding on what I wanted to talk about oh okay then that leads me to another question do you decide on your two subjects first or on your current affair first I actually decided on my current affair first for the final version of my EE so initially, when I did wanted to embark on the gamification idea, obviously I started with um, the subjects that I wanted to do in mind. Like, um, hopefully something along the lines of psychology or anthropology. But as I looked into um, the real problems that were present in 2019 when I started my E, um, at that time it was the Hong Kong protests, there was the... Um, uh, COVID situation starting to happen but before that there has always been like anti-vaxxers so I did think of that also and along those lines also like um, a lot of uh, rejection of science like flat authors mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I knew my interest was in understanding human behaviour whether it's psychology or anthropology so uh, I decided on my current affair kind of real-world example first by locking in the Hong Kong protests. And then only slowly when we were um, discussing uh, what could come out of it with my mentor and like when I finally locked down on um, the exact RQ that I was going to write about, mm-hmm. then I realised that the more prominent um, areas of study were in fact philosophy and anthropology because um to some extent there's a bit of political science in this as well Mm. so we weren't sure if it would play a major role in this um extended essay depending on how i write it right because if i focus more on the political political situation of it rather than just explaining it as a um for background info 
then I might have to change my subject to maybe um philosophy, which talks about the morality of it, and the polit- and political science, which talks about the politics of it. So that's that was the start of it, and then you had to do a lot of reading. Oh your yes. Own reading. So maybe we can delve into, I guess, the challenges already. Hmm. Well. I would say that the challenges will be different for every World Studies E, simply because it's all really unique yeah. and there's many, many permutations that you could yeah. possibly do. Because, like, even speaking about math, if you do, like, something like math and bio, yeah. cross-sectional, like, geometry and, like, different ecology, yeah, you, you'll be out in a field measuring plants all day long and not sitting in in front of your laptop and reading, like, essays and um, other like resources yeah so for me personally the challenges was to educate myself on two subjects that I personally did not take in um, the uh, IBDP program but um, yeah I was passionate in this which helped because it spurred me to do my own reading and um, spurred me on to want to find out why uh certain things were this way and to learn more about this idea or mm. this topic. Yeah, so um, as I've mentioned, having a really good e-mentor is really vital and important. It's very important to find an appropriate um, e-mentor, especially for the two subjects that um, you want to talk about in your e. So um, my e-mentor, he was... Um, he is still a TOK teacher. Yeah. So he was um, experienced in giving me advice on philosophy. Mm-hmm. And to um, a larger extent, uh, anthropology, because he also studied it to... Um, and it's also part of um, some of the TOK mm-hmm. syllabus. Yeah. So um, it was very helpful for me that I had the guidance of someone who knew a lot about these subjects, mm-hmm. even though I didn't take them. So, do you struggle with the additional amount of reading that you had to read? And do you feel it was a very steep learning curve because you had to read and understand a lot of knowledge from your two subjects and then know how to condense it into your extended essay? Definitely, there will be a learning curve. But I think it wasn't a challenge for me personally. Um... But like I said, it varies a lot in world studies yeah. because it could be anything. Because simply because um I was passionate in these areas of study mm-hmm. and they came um in some sense pretty intuitively for me because I wanted to know why humans act this way. Mm-hmm. So I would chase for the underlying like reasons why they did what they did. And uh that helped me um pick up a lot of things um without much trouble not that I was really experienced or gifted in this area but I just simply was more inclined to find out more about this area um time-wise definitely you do have to give up a significant portion on what could be um extra revision or extra reinforcement of ideas that you of the subjects that you take so like if you do an ee that of a subject that you take especially at hl level you your understanding will be 
build upon deeper, more. Yeah, yeah, deeper and build upon more. And obviously, that would be helpful for taking your exams. So definitely, in that practical aspect, I said I would have given up um time taken to go deeper into like my HLs. But I don't regret it at all. And I didn't see it as um something I was giving up because I genuinely enjoyed my world studies journey. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to deviate into some other questions here. So in terms of writing the EE, you have to spend equal amount of focus on both subjects, right? So mm-hmm. for yourself, you have to write about the anthropology part and the philosophy part. Yep. So did you find it a struggle trying to make sure that both were represented equally? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was highlighted from the very beginning, early on, between, um, during the discussions between me and my uh, e-mentor. And it was very important that we um, were always mindful of this requirement because it is a... Um, it was a requirement that was stated from the very beginning in the IBO website that it must use this interdisciplinary um, approach mm. very equally and not very loosely. Um, just for the sake. Yeah, like, yeah, like, or just to be like, it's a philosophy E with a dash of anthropology. Mm. Yeah, so it was very... Uh, important for us that I was mindful of it and in fact we um, during our um, e-meetings uh, I was always um, I always had to lay out my plans on how I was going to approach it um, in equal um, spend equal attention yeah with like uh enough um, space in terms of word count mm. to uh, go into each subject mm. deeply mm. and have a nuanced discussion using um, both both disciplines. Yeah. yeah. So did you find yourself like writing about philosophy at the first half and the anthropology at the second half? Or how, how did it go? I would say the approach again varies with World Studies EE. Mm-hmm. I sound like giving really dodgy answers but um on, in all honesty it depends on how the person chooses to write it and based on their RQ because um some people might very distinctly um put it as like oh for example in my case philosophy first and then anthropology later on mm. but uh it'll be a very clear way of writing but it is also a very um standard level of writing whereas um if you are confident and and there is a chance for it in your iq you could write it um intertwined yeah where you yeah where you talk about the instances where um morality comes into play because of the socialization in Mm -hmm. this case or in that within the action or this aspect and yeah so it really depends on how you write it and I suggest you ask your mentor for advice mm. and um, plan out very early on um, that's what helped me um, plan out very early on how you want to um, map out your essay mm. from intro to conclusion and how are you going to bring in all these 
concepts taken from both subjects and how you want to bring in the methods of research on mm. um, this course from both subjects as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, with regards to challenges, do you have challenges with word counts? Oh yes, definitely. I think um, world studies, it's very, very easy to go above the word count. Because you're writing about two subjects. Instead yes, of and I think as with all humanities, EEs, it's yeah. also a lot of words. So, um, that's like a double whammy. It's like, two humanities subjects. <laughs> yeah. And it's a humanities. And they're both humanities. Yeah. So, um, definitely, uh, word count was an issue since very early on. But I think um, with world studies, it forces you to um, reflect on what is essential, what is not, what are the takeaways or what are the points you want to highlight about this um, current affair topic and what parts are relevant to your research question mm. and which parts can be supported by the subjects, the, the ideas or topics or concepts that are talked about in the subjects you chose mm. and um, the essential evidence you need to prove your point. Mm. Yeah. So it helps you kind of cut it down. Mm. And be more focused. Okay. Then, just curious, did your EE at some points feel like you were writing another TOK essay? Mm, I guess so. If you see TOK as um, very ethical-based, mm. because I know a lot of people approach TOK in the sense like, oh, it's about ethics and doing right, and, you know, how right do we wrong. know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... Um, DOK likewise can be very different especially if you're approaching it in a um, science way natural oh, sciences that's true that's true yeah so um, I would say for me the experience was similar simply because I used ethics in my DOK way as well mm. but again it could differ with the areas of knowledge that you use in your DOK and the subjects you choose for your world studies EE was your EE mentor your DOK teacher? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it was it just so happened to be that way. But um, I think it's possible. I'm not sure about... I guess so. Yeah. Because you're a very rare case in the sense that you approached the teacher before the teacher approached you. Oh, yes. In AC, I was a rare species. <laughs> you are always a rare species. <laughs> yes, I've always liked to do unorthodox um, topics. Starting from year three. <laughs> yeah. In our secondary school. Yeah. Yeah. So uh very boldly I decided to embark on my crazy idea of doing an unorthodox EE. And I was determined to get um a really good mentor for it. So I went up <laughs> the best to of the Sir best. and was like, Sir, will you take me? <laughs> um then do you have any advice or, or general tips? on world studies? Honestly, um, I would say world studies is not for everyone. Not that I'm trying to uh, discourage people to take world studies, but do world studies only if you're very passionate in it. In and the like, two subjects you're picking. Yeah, also. in the yeah. two subjects you're picking or the current issue or real world um, problem example that you want to delve into because it is a lot of work 
but it's also very rewarding honestly i do not regret not choosing um an eu that would last me um that will make that will allow me to sit in a lab only for like four months straight sorry no shade to all the science eeys but like yeah it was something that I couldn't stand the thought of and something that pushed me to independently uh, look for something that I would enjoy doing even though it required significantly more effort. So I would say it's a very interesting and fresh idea that mm. people might be attracted to. But um, don't do it just because you think like, oh, I want to be special and stand out in my... Yeah. yeah um um portfolio or whatever because it's not worth it if you're doing it for that. Yeah. It's it is a risk and it's about your passion over everything else. And I think that's something that we reiterate over and over again, like whoever I talk to. It's always do you want to play the IB game safe or do you want to play the IB game feeling like you made the most out of the program? Mm. Yeah. Yep. And I think it helped that my mentor also believed in the same thing. He thoroughly supported me in um, whatever uh, ideation that I was coming up with in the initial stage and the passion that I had for social sciences. Uh. Yeah. Any last words? Any closing thoughts? Enjoy IB while you can. IB has been the best two years of my life. <laughs> the most tiring, but still the best. Yeah, YOLO. <laughs> so we've come to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you, Nui. Thank you, Thank for... you Belle, for having me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I said, feel free to follow us on the IB Experience at Instagram. And the podcast series will be coming to an end really soon. So if you have listened faithfully to us so far, I'm uh, really grateful and hope that this... Uh, podcast series and episodes have helped you in your IB journey. Okay, bye! Bye!